Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Mel Herbert here. It's Elon Daly, part of the Talking Tesla network of shows. It's November 18th. It's Monday. Now, over the weekend, if you were watching, I put up a YouTube video about this idea of can you create a private sort of commercial supercharger station? Would that make any sense from a financial point of view? Would it make any sense from a commercial point of view, driving traffic to your store or whatever it is? And so you can go check that on the Talking Tesla uh, YouTube channel. But the summary is that I think that it gets close to uh, being financially reasonable if my assumptions are right. And the kind of assumptions I made were that you could get about 10 cars a day through there, that you'd have to have about a 100 kilowatt array. That array, I said $4 a watt, a number of people said that's probably too much for a commercial um, installation. But I wasn't sure how much actually that it would cost to put up sort of a commercial installation. You might be able to buy the panels for significantly less than that. And here in LA, they took about sort of 3 to $5 per watt installed for solar. So I came out with about $400,000 for that, and then I bought some V3 supercharger nozzles, have no idea how much they are. I wanted about 200 kilowatts of um, battery storage so that you could do some cars at night, and that's about $150,000 for a power pack. So I made a lot of assumptions, which could be sort of wildly incorrect, but I also compared against, there's a group in San Diego that makes these small solar arrays with a battery for level two charging, not DC fast charging. And they cost about $50,000 per installation and only give about 25 kilowatts a day. But if you sort of compare, I came out with a number of about a million dollars for what they were doing and about $600,000 for what I was doing. And if you then had 10 cars a day every single day, then you could charge up those cars at about 30 cents per kilowatt hour, which isn't too much different than Tesla's 26 cents per kilowatt hour that they charge. Now, of course, Tesla can do this a lot cheaper than I can because they make their own solar panels, they make their own batteries, they make their own V3s, so they no doubt do it at a price which is significantly less than that. The only real cost to Tesla is you know, putting it in, the, the man and woman power to put it in, the maintenance, and I don't know how they do their contracts with the land. They put a lot of these at places like Denny's and Target's, places that I think really want Teslas to be there because now the people have got like 30 minutes to kill. They're going to go buy some food. They're going to go eat some food. They're going to go do their thing. So if I had a Ralph's, a Denny's, a hamburger joint, I would say, yeah, sure, put them up. Um, and I won't even charge you to do that. And also maybe I'll buy a Model 3 so I can charge there for free or something like that. So that was uh, the math. It might be all over the place, but go check it out. I'm really interested in people uh, picking it apart. It's, trust me, easy to pick apart because I made it all up. But I think it gives you sort of a ballpark that it's not quite commercially viable at current prices, but you could probably do it where you make no money, but it's a driver of people coming. Now, one person said, and I think very importantly, why did you just limit to a Tesla supercharger? You should have put other chargers on there as well. And of course, that's, of course, very smart. What you probably should do is put multiple nozzles on these puppies, put a Tesla nozzle on there and a Chatamo and a CCS, and then you'd have a lot more people that would want to use this puppy. It's close enough, frankly, it is close enough that there may be actually a model there where third parties could, you know, finance this kind of stuff. And we've seen this in the past, who basically have started funds that become a place where commercial people can come along and say, look, I want to build a solar over here, or I want to put a charging station over there, and you help fund the fund, that fund helps fund the project, and then they get some return on that project. 
So this was a pretty big supercharger station. This, I was saying, you know, 10 cars a day. But I'm going to do another one. Yeah, I'm going to do another one. And I'm going to scale it down. So we were just talking about a couple of cars a day. And something, again, standalone. Something that you could put, say, in a national park or somewhere way out there. Could this be cost effective? And ask the question, is there a business in this? Creating sort of smaller supercharger stations where they otherwise probably wouldn't exist. Build them at a cost that's not too much and have third parties buy them. So have a rich person, Tesla lover, who wants to save the planet over here and say, look, give us fifty dollars or $100,000 and we will build a supercharger uh, in the Great Lakes or uh, at Yosemite Valley or out in the desert and we'll put your name all over it and we'll say, thank you, Mrs. Smith, for giving us the cash to do this. And then we'll work out some way of charging a reasonable amount and that money will basically go towards the maintenance of that thing. And if there's any excess, we'll use it to give back to you, Mrs. Smith, or maybe to help us do the next one. Is there any model there that actually works? Of course, in a lot of places, the biggest barrier, in addition to cash, is going to be the permitting. And we see this with Tesla all the time, that when they are building superchargers, they are often in the permit stage for many months and sometimes years. And I would love to hear from Tesla about how that works. What's the problem there? Is there a way to speed that up? And usually the way you speed that up is you put it on somebody's private property. And the other way you speed it up is you don't make it grid-tied. There's a problem with not being grid-tied is that if you have a prolonged period where there is lots of rain, then you're not going to get enough solar to fill up those batteries to fill up the cars, which can be a problem. And there's probably a lot of permitting around the fact that you can't have a 480-volt DC charger just willy-nilly. It's going to have to get inspected. They're going to have to make sure you did it right. Particularly if you're going to sell that, you've basically become a commercial group that is uh, you know, charging up people's cars, and you can't have the people exploding and cars burning. So at some point, even putting it on private land, there's going to have to be some inspection process there. And I'd love to know, you know how hard that is. I'd love to know what are the barriers there. Because this is not a new thing. We have ChargePoint and all of these other people that do this for a living. And I actually got a call from one of them, and we're going to call them back in the next few weeks, and ask them about that process. And ask them, like, if me, Mel Herbert, rather than just doing this all myself, said, could you build a charger for me, and I will help fund that, and then I'll get the money back from it, you'll get some, I'll get some. Could we do a little partnership like that? Not necessarily because I want to make money out of people charging, but I want to help you know, expand the charging network to places where I think it's important and also maybe drive some traffic to a friend's winery, art studio or burger place. I wonder if that's cost effective or would they have to charge you so much to make a profit to make it worthwhile that it's no longer viable? I've got so many questions. We'll get them on the phone soon. And then I was also thinking about these more remote locations. I mean, I'd really love to see more superchargers in the national parks, for example. And I could see a situation where if you somehow could build it and uh, had a V3 nozzle on there and you could do a couple of cars a day and you had a pretty big array, but not a too gigantic a one, and you had some battery backup, that you could do this. And then you'd have to do something like, first of all, has some cameras around there for surveillance, but also just to check that the thing is sort of upright and not broken. But also some technology around, you know, a camera that says whether it's working or not and some sensors. So you'd need some sort of say a connection to it as well so that if it broke, you could send a crew out to go and fix it. And then also maybe a way for people to say, look, I'm going to go use that supercharger. Does the battery have enough charge for me to go use it? Or has, uh, you know, it's been really rainy and it's, there's no, not enough charge in there. So I probably shouldn't plan on that. 
And then also maybe a way to log in so that six of us don't turn up at the same time. You can say, well, Mel's got this reserved for one hour between 12 and one o'clock today. So you're going to have to get in before or after that kind of thing. So there's lots of technologies you could put around something like that. I just, I love the idea that you have solar, you have battery, you can now put charging in very remote locations. You don't have to be grid tied, but you do have to have some technologies around that, understanding that there are some limitations if it's purely going to be solar and battery, particularly at those times when uh, the sun isn't shining as much. And you also want to know if it's broken or not, because if I drive 200 miles out in the middle of nowhere, expecting to be able to charge and drive back, it's a problem if I can't. And that even happens now. Now, you know, I've documented here a number of times, as has Tom, where you get to a supercharger and it is busted or functionally busted the, to the point where it's giving you, you know, almost no charge and you're going to have to stay there for a day. You don't want that to happen in the remote of the remoteness. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this has been just sort of a stream of consciousness, Elon Daily. You're welcome. If you want to see something a bit more structured, then go over to the Talking Tesla YouTube channel. And I might ask Ben Sullins if he wouldn't mind doing a similar video, because his will be a lot better and more thoughtful. But he might think it's the stupidest idea ever. My name's Mel Hubbard. Talk to you tomorrow.